hello everyone welcome back to the show before we get into it we're just going to tell you to follow us on social media we got instagram we got twitter we got a patreon if you want to be a co-conspirator and get a subliminal shout out keep an eye out for those and of course we've got our hotline if you want to call us with a story we're doing a little special project otherwise enjoy the show y'all Welcome back, Ford Explorers, to another episode of the Yes Cat Spirit Hour. I am the Colonel. This is Caleb. We're doing great. Hope you guys are as well. Where I am. How are you, Caleb? Good. Uh, spooky things afoot at the bar this week. Well, it is the beginning. Uh, happy beginning of spooky season to everyone. It's usually October 1st, but we're getting close. We're getting close. Yeah. We will be doing some extra spooky stuff, covering some more traditionally spooky uh, subjects this week. And we're starting with uh, the dead internet. Zombie internet. <laughs> but before we get to that, let's talk about uh, spooky stuff at work, IRL. Um, so the other night, I saw someone standing. We have a doorway that opens into our patio that's all brightly lit. Um, and I saw just like a shadow figure standing in that doorway when no one was in at the bar. Well, two days later, I like look back over, and coworker goes, did you see something back there? And I was like, no, not just now, but I did the other day. And she's like, you, you did? I was like, yeah, why? And she goes, Cause I saw someone walking back there the other day that wasn't there. So we saw the same thing at different times, and I was like, you didn't bring it up? She goes, no, it scared the shit out of me, so I just kept it to myself. So I have a minor bomb to drop on you then, because you don't know this. Lindsay came home the other day and said that uh, she saw a figure in the back room. You know, like a, a man-sized figure? Like yeah. A, like a guy? Like yeah. A guy, like the guy who was sitting at the bar? Mine was a guy. She said hers was a girl. Okay, well, who knows? But Lindsay said she saw a guy. And then we also had a customer the other day who, uh, he was like the only person in, and we were just talking, and he kept like darting his head over, and I was like, What's up, man? And he goes, oh, I just, it feels like someone's sitting in that booth over there. He's like, I swear someone's sitting in that booth and I keep seeing him out of my peripheral, but I look over and no one's there. And I was like, yep. And he goes, what do you mean? Yep. And I was like, you're not the first person. And he goes, cool, that's terrifying. I think for uh, for Halloween, we might need to do a ghost hunt at the old bar. Yeah. We don't have any equipment, but I can build one. I can make a spirit box. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. I built the bar. I can build a spirit box. Well, stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll do a little ghost investigation at the bar, because it's getting extra spooky. It there. is getting extra spooky. And if there are any uh, ghost enthusiasts listening to the show who'd like to come do an investigation, let us know. We'd be happy to set something up. Uh, well... It's a spooky week. I didn't have as spooky of a week. I didn't really have anything too spooky happen this week. I'm always moving too much to notice. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm in any given room for about a half an hour, and then I'm unless it's uh, talking to Ryan. <laughs> no one ever talks to Ryan for only a half an hour. No, he likes to talk. You guys yeah. would know if you ever meet him. You'll see what we're talking about. Well, uh, as has come tradition on the show, before we launch into our main story, which again is about the dead internet. <laughs> the, the scrolling dead uh, typing of the dead oh maybe that's what I'll call the that, episode that, that was a fun game that was a fun game it was very challenging but it was so <laughs> it was so much more fun than the WPM yeah you think you know it's like well I want to show that I type really well but I want it to be fun <laughs> I want to kill zombies while I do it <laughs> exactly at the uh, we had one at our mall arcade 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, they got rid of a, like a regular House of the Dead for a typing, for a of, typing the of the Dead. I House of the Dead. What's House of the Dead going to get a reboot? I don't know. I'm surprised there hasn't been like a port to consoles. Yeah, what a great game, House of the Dead. But anyway, Typing of the Dead. Shout out Typing of the Dead. We're going to start streaming starting this month, so maybe yeah. we should maybe Typing of the Dead typing should be one of the, one of the first games I should play. We were joking about uh, playing, what, Hitman with a steering wheel? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> anyway, so in news stories, uh, because we're talking about AI and we're talking about bots today, this felt relevant. IBM uh, failed previously to, they've been trying to send a boat to circumnavigate the globe on its own. Mm hmm. Uh, which is funny because it makes me think of, for those of you that heard the podcast we did about the Santa Maria sinking, those guys similarly thought they could just let their boat basically drive itself and just like um, Christopher Columbus, IBM was wrong <laughs> yeah. and it didn't work. Well, they are launching a new boat. Um, they're starting the second wave of the project. Second wave. Let's hope not. Uh, and hopefully this one will be successful. But. Good luck to IBM. Good luck to the boat. I know that all we're talking about these days are rockets and stuff, but yeah. don't don't sleep on the boats, guys. Don't sleep on the boats. They're still there. They're still around. Those good old boats. What's your first story, Kill? My first story is uh, some researchers uh, back in 2018 found these extremely large uh, stone camel carvings in Saudi Arabia, and they're like, "Whoa, these are old. These are about 2,000 years old." <laughs> they have come That's what to the find Bible out. said. <laughs> They're uh, roughly 8,000 years old, Uh-oh. Uh, predating the pyramids. Nice. And uh, they are the largest, oldest surviving three-dimensional animal reliefs in the entire world. That's sick. It's, I love that the first things humans set out to really do was draw or carve animals. Yeah. And as we've learned on this show, uh, specifically, and this is just going to be a plug-a-rama show, I guess, uh, the Beast of Jevonon episode. Mm -hmm. You know, like the the early drawings of dogs are hilarious. And yeah. And it's weird to think it took us that long to understand what a dog looked like. But I guess, you know, without photography and without a zoo, you're really going mostly off of memory. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, you're really kind of good, which we have learned a lot about it. To those who listened to the two-parter from the last two weeks about recalling animals. Uh, well, my second story, um, I before I get into it, I did want to, I meant to bring this up last week, but uh, Singapore has released a bunch of snitching robots. You know, those like delivery robots, the stupid NYPD has them. They yeah. Look, yeah, they look like trash cans. Uh, and... I'm waiting for a devious lick on one of those. Let's go, TikTok teens. Let's <laughs> steal one of those. And it, well, I did not tell you to do that, though. That's It would be cool if you did, but I definitely didn't tell you to do that because that's probably illegal. Anyway, uh, those robots go around listening to you and snitching on you. Well, uh, we've recently learned that when the FBI here in the U.S. seizes messages from you, be it from, you know, your Facebook, your Instagram, your WhatsApp, um, your well, not Signal, thankfully, not yet, but Telegram. Telegram isn't safe to, to those that are, I know that uh, it's predominantly like the parlor for ivermectin and crypto, but just so you know, it is not safe. And what we've learned is that if the FBI hangs on to those messages, they can do so for a very long time without telling you, uh, which is scary. It's scary to think that the statute on that evidence, that they can sit on it. You know, there was a time, crime is a give and take because it's not binary. Laws are laws there would have been voted into restriction and what isn't yeah. you know that stuff changes we we live in an age where we're seeing laws that we thought would never change fundamental laws like cannabis legalization shit even things like psilocybin legalization we're seeing a lot of changes yeah uh, I, so I don't I can't say that there are binary good and bad in those situations but it's scary to me to think that you could basically 
Lancho Rico investigation on a single individual with one NSA person and nothing else. And you could do it because you can just hang on to all those messages and go back and check them later. Mm -hmm. That's scary because that allows for a little too much surveillance. Yeah, and then you Which is the theme of the day. (laughs) And you run into the issue, too, of, like, so many different places that are starting to go towards um, one-party consent for recording. Yeah. So, like... As long as I say yes, yeah, I can record our phone conversation. Exactly. And so if every place goes to one-party consent, this robot just needs to record you. It's such a misleading and, way to refer to that. You yeah. Know? I'm not telling you that. Obviously, oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, single-party consent. No consent. It requires none because the single party is the guy who's it doing is it. Is the person recording it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say guy. I should get that yeah. habit out. But sorry. Don't mean the gender, the <laughs> monolithic royal we. But I did. Um... On a way funnier note, hey, uh, speaking of crime, ouch. committing crime. I'm very funny. Uh, a lady in Texas. We're, we're pro funny crimes around here. We are. We yeah, really are. We are very. That's the devious lick thing. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but everybody who's like, I cannot, they're clutching their pearls that kids are stealing toilets. You stole a fucking toilet? Good it's job. Funny as hell. Yeah, good job. Um, I have never stolen a toilet. I admire that. <laughs> but no, speaking of funny crimes and stealing, uh, Karen McBride, a 52 year old woman, who lives in Texas. <laughs> uh, this is a good recipe for a human. She, or her license expired during COVID. So she said, well, I got to get it renewed. She set up an appointment with the DMV. And when she went, they were like, um, there's an issue. We can't, we can't actually renew your license. She's like, what do you mean there's an issue? They go, we'll call this phone number. There's, there's a hang up in Oklahoma. Well, she's from Oklahoma. So she calls the number and gets connected to the Cleveland County when District Attorney's Office. When you're from office. Oklahoma, there's always a hang-up in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. That sounds like the name of a like a, a country-western <laughs> album. Yeah, a hang-up in Oklahoma. <laughs> but it's a pun about your wife telling you to fuck off. Uh, but she calls, um, she gets connected to the Cleveland County District Attorney's Office. She's like, hey, I tried to renew my license, and they wouldn't let me, and they gave me this phone number. Why? And they said, why? Because you're a wanted felon. <laughs> I'm going to edit in the Metal Gear Solid surprise sound effect. And she said, uh, that can't possibly be right. I don't remember committing a felony. I don't do crime. I haven't done a crime in a while. And I'm pretty sure that candy bar is not a felony if I steal it. Uh, And they said, well, uh, you're wanted for felony embezzlement. Oh, yeah. Well, can you give me a little bit more information? She said, "Uh, yeah. Yeah. in 1999, you rented a VHS tape of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and you didn't return it, and now you're a wanted fez- felon for embezzlement. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, my God. Supposedly rented a VHS of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Dude, this really retints the fondness that everybody has for that final blockbuster. Yeah. We should tweet at them and be like, what the fuck? They'll be like, hey, we're an independent store. She said when uh, no one returned the VHS cassette, charges were filed. According to court documents, McBride was charged in March of 2000 for felony embezzlement of rented property. Dude, this is this is like how you get Calendar Man. Oh, yeah. This is how you get a very specific... She's like, please, you know, be kind, rewind. Like, she's <laughs> some weird, fucked up supervillain now because of what Blockbuster did. Uh, the charges stated that McBride did willingly, unlawfully, and feloniously embezzle a certain one video cassette tape. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, <laughs> at a value of $58.59. That's too expensive. $60? Um, I know that's not the takeaway here, but Sabrina the Teenage Witch is not worth $60. <laughs> she, of course, being stunned, was like, I don't even remember that. 
She got to the bottom of it. In 1999, she had a roommate who had two teenage daughters. <laughs> they rented the VHS tape, never returned it, and now she is a wanted felon. <laughs> I think that there are philosophers that sat around talking about the butterfly effect, you know, when all they could have done, if they would have just waited, if they would have been more patient. She said that... Things in her life started to make a lot more sense after that. She said ever since er, uh, 1999, uh, she had been fired from... That was 22 years ago. (laughs) She had been fired from a handful of jobs, and her employees had never given a reason. She also had been turned down for jobs that she was more than plenty... Uh, like qualified uh, for qualified for yeah because she and had it's because this, she had a criminal background she had a felony warrant out yeah felony embezzlement with a warrant and oh, no man. one told her nobody told her son of a bitch you know what would be the most frustrating thing about that was finding out that blockbuster was still a company yeah like what do you mean they're suing me what they're still she's the only person who doesn't like that movie about the last oh it's called the last blockbuster Yes, she doesn't like that because it's. Um, they the district attorney's office did say that they would dismiss the case against her, but she will still need legal intervention to have the felony charge cleared from her record. Uh, I feel like this is the this is a job of John Oliver because he's done so much to help Blockbuster. Oh, you know 100%. when he bought him all the Russell. What is that guy's last name? I was gonna say Brand, but that's not him. Russell, Russell Brand's the about to be an alt rightist. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, you know what's been fun about watching Russell Ben before we get into Dead Internet? Uh, is it's He is the new age to alt-right pipeline in real time. Like you're watching it happen. He started out with like yoga and beads, and now he's got Ben Shapiro on the show, and he's like, well, you know, you, you've got your points. <laughs> it's like, God, he's getting close. He's so close to Joe Rogan. Ugh. Yeah, get him to the Greek. <laughs> All right, well, that joke will start... Today's show is it also landed to dead ears. Uh, I apologize for it. It was terrible. Today we're talking about the dead internet. Um, it doesn't what comes to mind when I say that phrase to you? To me, it sounds like a band. Uh, MySpace. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> Do you know that Tom is basically the reason that the other day I was like, "What's Tom up to?" And we looked it up, and he's a uh, like a traveling nature photographer living in Hawaii. Interesting. But he's the one who got Zuck out there. So all the property buying. When everybody, I want everyone at home to know and feel free to share this. When people are like, "What happened to Tom? He was a good guy. He's been quietly in the shadows, hanging out with Zuck." Teaching him how to take over Hawaii. That's what he's been doing. Although that dude has been living life right. Oh, yeah. He, he, I appreciate that he started a website for friends. Yeah. You know? It was like people were like, oh, it's like a place where we go friends. No, it's a guy who started a website to make some friends. It's a place for friends. It's his space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my space. Uh, you can join it if you want, but you all have to be friends with me. I got to be number one on your list, baby. <laughs> I mean, I would do that. We should start a social media site, but the only friends you can have are us. <laughs> you can't connect with anyone else. Just us. Just through us. It's not a cult, I swear. Yeah, every message has to go through us. We have to be we have in to a- proof it. We have to be part of the conversation. So he has a group chat. Anyway, <laughs> so we're talking about the dead internet. The dead internet supposes it's a theory that was posted um, at the beginning of the year uh, in January on a, a forum called Agora Road. Agora Road, like agoraphobia. Agora Road is sort of a meme-heavy um 4chan adjacent forum uh, a lot of the same crowd I've talked about this a little bit before and you grew up in a similar household I guess yeah but I'm a something awful man I've been a member I've been a cringy dipshit goon <laughs> since I was you know a teenager since 2001 or so and your uncle was like a large part of it so mm-hmm. 
I say all that because both of us kind of grew up around this sort of stuff. Like, oh, 100%. <laughs> the, in different, slightly different generations. But uh, So this is very much comfortable, regular territory for us today. I, I have seen far too many 4chan mysteries and stuff. I've never been a big 4chan user. I've always been a something awful guy. Mm-hmm. 4chan to me was like... 4chan comes from another forum called Fuck Yourself and Die on Something Awful. Uh, and when Moot got banned from there, he started 4chan. Fuck yourself and die is plenty. I don't need more than that. Yeah, and something awful is already funny enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're welcome for all the memes, by the way, you fucking assholes. I gave you every <laughs> single one of them. And what's great is now everybody's on Reddit. So it's like, yeah. it's a reti- something awful has legitimately become like a retirement community for grumpy old dudes on the internet. That's great. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Anyway, so Dead Internet supposes through this thread that was posted by a guy named Illuminati Pirate mm-hmm. that the internet is dead. That uh, four to five years ago, yes, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. the internet was replaced in full by bots, algorithms, AI. Now, we're not talking full replacement theory, but it is an infusion of bots uh, to a level that would... Um, I think it's easy to like think of the Matrix. You know, this is probably on my mind because I saw the new Matrix trailer. Yeah. We're obviously both very excited about the new Matrix. Now is really the time for a movie about being trans, which is sick. Just took a while. Uh, I'm excited to see what some of the, like, it looks like there's a lot of meta in that. Mm. The internet plays with that, right? Like, it's not quite that it's a full simulation that we live in. There's robots keeping us alive and all of that. But it is the idea that uh, what we see as entertainment once we leave the device in our hand or in front of us is fictionalized or at least is so full of bots, AI, and controlled algorithmic attention that you're not really truly seeing what exists. Yeah. And that's the part that has some profound validity to me. I think it's easy to be like, to poo-poo on the idea, because the Illuminati Pirate had a follow-up post that was much more exploratory into the idea of sort of the internet rotting and some of these very real problems that we'll get into today. But he uh, is, I think he sort of gets demonized, A, because he's outwardly conservative, and yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's an easy thing to hate on. Yeah. We We make fun of it all the time. Yeah, we make fun of conservatives every single day. Go take your horse goo, loser. (laughs) Yeah, so I made fun of it with... Telegram earlier. That's you know. That's where they go. Anyway, so I I understand that criticism. Obviously, I definitely do. And like as a four chan adjacent, there's no way to not be an alt right shithead. Basically, yeah. so all that stuff I understand that. But the greater criticism, I also don't necessarily disagree with. I don't think that we live in a world where uh, there are two internets, like the theory supposes. I think it's very believable though to entertain the idea, especially now. We may not be there now. But we will be there soon enough. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about dead internet theory? I'm just sort of raving. Why don't you give them real information? So yeah. So the idea with dead internet theory is that so many uh, AI and bots with specific tasks uh, have been created over the past couple of years that in 2016 and 2017, the amount of them overtook the amount of actual living humans that are on any given website. And that you could go onto a website and be like, Oh, I'm looking for a really good chicken pot pie recipe. And you could have 14 people be like, oh, well, this is a great chicken pot pie recipe and give you a link. Or, oh, man, I love putting carrots in my chicken pot pie. And you're like, oh, I had this great conversation with other people that love chicken pot pie. And then you close your computer, you go to make your chicken pot pie, and you actually didn't talk to a single human (laughs) being. Yeah. It was all, like, bots that were um, made to push you to another website so the ones that are posting the links being like well, you should check this recipe out 
they're specific bots that their whole job is to try to get you onto another website. Uh, there are ones that are sent there to make posts. I'm sure if you're on Twitter or anything like that, you see like a really popular tweet and then underneath it is like, you should check out these sunspot lamps or yeah. girls, this is the best vibrator you've ever had. <laughs> Those bots yep. exist too. They try to push a product. That's why it's like, you could be like, oh, what, what should I use in my pot pie? And someone's like, I only use Tyson brand chicken breast. Yeah. And you're like, that's a weird thing, but I guess now that's in my brain. Well, and what's crazy about that is obviously we don't have to get into misinformation currently. Yeah. But that's a great way to spread it. Because oh, 100%. confirmation bias is a profound thing. It's a real thing that physiologically happens in our brains. And basically all it takes is two or three people. It depends on how much you trust them to agree that something is true for you start to lean in that direction. That's where mm -hmm. you're going to go. Uh, and we're not going to get into the storm and QAnon and that sort of stuff really too much today. Although I will say that this kind of feels like a similar LARP. It sort of feels the the greater like the post does. Oh, like, yeah. You know, because it's like an alt-right thing, it kind of feels a little more in that direction. But there's, as I said, a lot more to this. So we've all experienced, uh, or at least I know I have, uh, I don't use Google anymore. Uh, I use DuckDuckGo now, but I obviously we use Google for YouTube, stuff like that. And I think it's very common when you search something on Google that you'll pull up a, a complete bullshit page. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's basically a squatting page mm -hmm. that has what you just typed in at the top and that's it. And it's some parsed uh, URL or it's an obvious cover URL or something like that. And those... <laughs> that sort of stuff really gives a lot of credence to the idea that the internet's just being sort of populated with mess. Yes. And the idea that it's malicious or that there's a person behind it, I mean, that's difficult, but lest we forget, you know, the internet was developed by the Department of Defense. Yeah. I know that's an easy thing to kind of like... But, you know, we talked about it when we talked about uh, easy big espionage, Havana syndrome. You know, when we talk about these kind of current things, you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And the CIA, I mean, the CIA, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but the CIA is pretty closely tied to this technology as well. So why don't you talk about it a little bit more? Um, so, like, a bunch of the points that, um, oh, I can't even think of his name all of a sudden. Uh, a lot of the points that Illuminati Pirate points out is, like, he's not saying that the internet as a whole is dead and doesn't exist. What he's saying is the people aren't there, the connections aren't there, and the content is so bare-bones yeah. and sterile that it's like a, like the grocery stores they made fun of in the interview where it looks like a super bountiful grocery store with people but shopping through cardboard. it. But when you go in, it's just cardboard and no one's there. Yeah. And but, so, honestly, North Korea is a pretty apt uh, comparison for yeah. this. You know, like that put on life the the fake show everything's good we have plenty it definitely is how this feels yeah and he so he said that in uh around 26 2017 he remembers there being a great deal the majority of this is observational mm -hmm. um and he bases it on stuff that he saw on 4chan now 4chan 8chan and the like websites have always kind of been a base for weird activity weird posts i mean let's be perfectly honest and candid here People have murdered people and posted about it on 4chan, and it's been provably posted by the murderer. Yeah. Real stuff happens on that website. There's a real good reason to keep your distance from it. Mm -hmm. 4chan is also where Anonymous comes from, which is maybe the largest anti-hero in pop culture. Yeah. Um, it just really depends. It's like a, it to me feels like um, 
what's the hive of scum and villainy? You know, 4chan is oh, the yeah. most icely cantina. But yeah. for real. People do get their arms cut off. Like, And so in that sense, you know, I, it would be... I, I guess I was saying that because it, it, while what he's saying seems anecdotal, he is kind of at the source for when chaos shows up on the internet. Hit gets... It either starts on 4chan or, or it gets it there so... Yeah, yeah, and it gets there so fast. Yeah, 100%. There's never any question about it. 4chan is nothing but malice most of the time. Yeah. Malice and really weird and usually illegal pornography. Um, yeah, stay away from 4chan. Anyway, so on 4chan, he said that he saw a lot of spam that was very much the same across a lot of different boards. And it should be pointed out that with 4chan... The reason that it's a decent place to test this stuff is the nature of the way that those image boards work is they have a shelf life. If they don't see activity with a certain amount of time, they'll die. Mm -hmm. So normally on a forum, you know, it, like on something awful, some of the there's a there's a dead internet thread on on the GBS, the main forum. Mm -hmm. That'll last as long as it's around. It can be archived. It can be hung onto. 4chan, things go away. Things they disappear. disappear. So in order for them to continue they have to stay active so you see a lot of the stuff it's also how the q drops work because eight coon eight chan infinity chan where the fuck you want to call it ron Watkins's thunderdome works the same way yeah uh so there is him saying that there was multiple similar posts across the different subforums, all at the same time seemingly communicating with one another yes so that means that there was a post in the pro wrestling forum talking to a post in the main forum in the general like random forum yeah. uh and his belief there is that that's because it was ai talking to each other mm -hmm. and that's when he thinks that he was seeing sort of the the edge of the tectonic plates of the internet's sort of separating. Yeah. Our internet, what we know as the internet, died, and what is now known as the the internet, what we're today calling the dead internet, was born, which is entirely made, it's a network of bots exclusively. And with that, he said that a lot of these posts, he would go into them, into the threads, he said that the conversations were being posted in real time uh, across multiple boards and multiple threads simultaneously, and while the English was like grammatically correct, it, a lot of it just didn't make sense. Like, it was someone who knew the structure of English, but it wasn't their first language. Yeah, yeah. It felt like somebody who had learned it fluently as a second or third language. Yes, exactly. And he said that there was a sense of, like, childlike curiosity in any question posed by the original poster or the OP. It's because it was Ron Watkins. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I think this was Ron Watkins. Oh. Ron, if there's any way that you hear this or find this, I know it was <laughs> you, you little fucker. And honestly, I'm pretty proud of you. But it said it would post a lot of questions... As if it was trying to understand like people's inputs or emotions towards those questions. And he believes that this was the initial start of AIs branching out trying to learn to act more like people posting in these forums. So it would be like, post on a fashion blog and be like, well, what do you guys think of this? And when people are like, oh, well, I hate red t-shirts. It just learns, and then later on when someone's like, what do you guys think of this red t-shirt? It can post and be like, well, I'm not a huge fan of red t-shirts. Yeah. And act like a normal human being. Absolutely. And he said the reason he really felt this is the poster was active for only about a week. Um, anyone he reached out to to see if they knew who it was, they're like, no, I can't, like, I can't get a message back from the person. I can't talk to the person. And they said their childlike nature when asking questions didn't pair right with going and looking at their other comments. They posed this very, like old knowledgeable intellect when answering other people's questions but when asking them it's like very naive so it'd be like hey guys how does a battery work and people are like well a battery does this and then someone else is like 
how do uh, jet planes work? And it's like, well, I know a lot about jet planes. Let me tell... It's like, how would you know a lot about jet planes if you don't know how the fucking battery works? So (laughs) he believed that it was this AI network trying to gain more and more um, ideas and emotions so it could accurately respond. And that's not something that we haven't seen before. There are a ton of apps you can go... And look at the App Store. I know the big one sticking out in my mind right now is called Replica, yeah, spelled with a K, and it's just that it is marketed as a um, like a friend who's always there slash a free therapy, like whatever you want. Um, you go in, you customize what it, the person looks like, and you just talk to it. And the more you talk to it, the more it learns about you. It can form its own personality uh, to talk back to you. It's like. A friend in your pocket it's is the hurt. way they market exactly. Yeah, and this is a free app that you can download on your phone. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is I, we should get into that. So if dead internet theory, say it exists, we entertain this idea because I do believe in it. I think that mm-hmm. I think that it's on its way. I think that there's a very serious rot of the internet, and we'll get into some of that in a second. But I do think I think dead internet theory does definitely make sense. Um, oh shit! What were you just saying? I'm gonna use, I was going to pick. Oh yeah, the, the, the AI, AI thing. Uh, one of the second post that Illuminati pirate made was uh, significantly more driven, and it's society is artificial due to face uh, or Facebook. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. but Facebook and feedback loops from uh, unwitting marketers. So what he supposes is not necessarily that this was intentional, but rather that in an effort to drive, uh, you know, now that we have. Advertising used to be different from the content, and mm-hmm. now they're very much the same thing. And you look at YouTube, you look at stuff like that, and it's because in the history of TV, it used to be that way too. If you go back and you watch the Lucille Ball show, they'll stop in the middle of it and they'll plug something, yeah, and then they'll move on. And it's usually Fillmore cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, I was going <laughs> to say Winston cigarette. Yeah, uh, so th- it's not different. It's just the TV got to a place where it no longer. It could entertain sponsorship differently. Yeah. And because the relationship between marketers and, say, content creators is as manipulative and predatory as it is, Mm -hmm. they have a lot more leeway in how your content gets made. So they basically can have you make a commercial. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we brought up something awful earlier, but fucking comment etiquette Eric, you know, like a fellow goon you know that's somebody who like while his raycon commercials are really fun and a lot to watch they're a lot of fun to watch that's exactly what they're gaming him for you yeah know? like that's what they're after and it's funny at the end of the day there's still a commercial yeah it's funny to watch his content he has one i think he has an episode about ai or a couple of them and it's funny to watch him leave those comments and then stop and be like let me show for this company that's making specific content you know and and headphone it it feels like oh this headphones company is really taking a chance on my weird ass no yeah. it's just using you to make a very niche version of advertising mm-hmm. and when you have a wide berth of that you've got a lot of really great brand ambassadors anyway so the idea is that because that's how content is driven and because that's how the economy is driven we have a tremendous number of rogue algorithms rogue ais and botnets that kind of have nothing to do yes. and do end up talking to each other. I mean, do you remember, well, this would have been before you were in high school. When I was in high school, you could get on with an uh, with an AOL chat bot, yeah. you know, and you could, and MSN had them too, you know, you could sit and do that sort of thing. So the, I think the interest has always been there and these feedback loops are dangerous because if you have all of this marketing that comes towards you, it definitely puts you in a hole that makes it really difficult to maybe see the people right outside your window. Mm-hmm. And it makes you focus. I think sometimes 
we can all have a little too much of even the most plain things. Like the 24-hour news cycle is more to blame for the political issues at hand than any one candidate is. Yeah. The idea that we insist that there's that much relevant news that has to be talked about, has to have an opinion, you have to take a stand, you got to do research, that's a lot to ask of the average person. And I think that's why you see fatigue around really basic you know, like, how do you feel about rights of life or things like that? A lot of people will just sort of jump towards a group opinion rather than deciding on their own. And that's because I think there's a lot of fatigue around doing that. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, it's easier to go with the flow. And it's been shown that through confirmation bias, but other other biases that uh, sort of saying the same thing over and over again really impresses the human mind. We love to think we're divine beings. We yeah. love to think we're gods. This is an impenetrable vault. No, you're not. We talked about it when we talked about the inability to see things when we were talking about the Sasquatches, you know, the inability to see and hear certain things. They don't mean that they don't exist. It means you don't have yeah. the ability to perceive them. Exactly. 300 rings on Saturn. We can see eight. Eight shouldn't become a religion because it's the wrong number. Yeah. If you want to worship the rings, that's fine, but you got to be able to see them all. Um, one big thing that he talks about, too, is the rapid consumption of content. Yeah, well, because well. that goes right with it, you know? Like, it all moves so fast. Which like, is... you're popular today, but not tomorrow. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that wears out the person. And that's one thing that I, like, have talked about a, a lot personally, but he makes good points in it that, like, it seems like with 4chan specifically, he talks about, like, Rule 34 um, and, like, lewd artwork of cartoon yeah. characters and stuff like that. It seemed like you could throw something out there and someone would immediately respond with, oh, I gotcha, and, like, post a picture. But that idea of rapid consumption is everywhere, especially on uh, Twitter currently is we have accounts that there was a big ban in 2016, ironically. <laughs> when, the, um, when the internet ended. When the internet ended. Of the day the internet died. Accounts like at Dory and at Basic White Girl and at uh, Just Girl Things, which the whole point, the, they were these, they were called Tweet Deck accounts that were basically just AI driven that would just scrape whatever was popular, repost it, and would make money by forcing people to pay them money to get re, uh, retweets and likes. Yeah. And then they would advertise off that and everything. And that, of course, broke Twitter's terms of service, so they shut them all down. But those accounts still exist now. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at whatever's popular right now, like whatever niche internet meme is going around right this second, type it into the Twitter search, you'll find thousands of thousands of thousands of just copied tweets from an account that doesn't have like a profile picture isn't a real person well we watched this before just because it's good and i wanted to show it to you but shout out to scott kramer mm -hmm. he's a lovely boy from one of the dakotas i'm not sure which one it doesn't matter no yeah. they're the same Dakotas. anyway he makes lovely little commentary videos but he did one about justin y who is a commentator who had i believe like thirty thousand subscribers but it was purely based it never posted a video it was purely based on his comments but his comments were on every video and what he would do is he'd find one of the highest liked comments mm -hmm. and then just repost it yeah and there's nothing stopping an ai from doing that exactly and i think the that line gets blurry too when we start to get into you know russia gets accused of having a lot of bots and they get accused of a lot of that um india countries like that but when you get into economies where it's financially worth it to be a human bot or to do these 
it's really easy to assume that the internet exists only in America. And yes. that is where you're going to lose every fucking time. Mm-hmm. That's where your credit card information is going to go. That's Because it doesn't. It exists as a reference to the entire world. Yes. You know, so I just think that there's like, I think it's reasonable to assume that there's somebody out there that's willing to do a job that you're like, oh, I would never do. I'd never sit and repost things. Well, you'll sit and post them. If your economy was a little bit worse, you might be willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think, I I don't know. I think that like this idea that we're sort of like artificial due to marketing is not unrealistic. I think that is more potently dead internet theory than almost anything is. Mm -hmm. We are suffering because we love commercials and we love convenience and we want it catered to us. And there's nothing being done to stop it. Yeah. People love, you know, I think exhaustion is maybe the theme of the day because terms and conditions. You, When you sign your terms and conditions, yeah. why do you sign them? Because you don't want to read that 20 fucking pages. Yeah. yeah, there's stuff in there you don't agree to, but also what are you going to do if you don't agree with it? I don't want you to share my data. Okay, well, then you can't use this device. Yeah. Word. Well, that's on even the cheapest fucking phone. The, that's Shout the out KaiOS. People, people don't realize what they're glossing over when they choose not to read the terms of services. Uh, did you know you can get an additional like three or four crime sentences added to your uh, like added to your record if you use any apple device to create an explosive yeah that's something that is listed in terms of service that everyone glosses over so if you they even, work with police departments as a way to say that they're encouraging you know like by having an open app market and yeah. allowing certain things that might allow you to make that thing well now they're going to make sure there's a big law and all that's going to do is hurt somebody who got accused of a thing they didn't do yeah, it's even even if we go even nicher, you aren't allowed to use an Apple product if you're a villain in a movie. That's hilarious. Yes, uh, that's a spoiler alert for uh, the movie Knives Out. That is how one person figured it out uh, within the first 20 minutes. Uh, the person that actually committed the crime, everyone else in the family uses an iPhone. He uses an Android. And it's because it is against Apple's terms of service for a villain or anyone that is portrayed to be evil to use an Apple product. And they know that it's too on the nose. It's because of that Apple hammer-throwing commercial. That's Yeah, that's a really fascinating one. What an odd thing. I met Gordon Ramsay once, and somebody took a picture with him in the kitchen and smiled. And uh, right afterwards, his social media handler came in and was like, hey, uh, you can't post that picture. He can't be seen smiling in public. And we were all just like, oh, yeah. what a life. So if only there was a way. Yeah, Caleb, <laughs> is there a way that we could, I don't know, Figure out who has all the bots, track all this activity, yeah, see if, if the could, internet's real. If we could only see how much of people on the internet are people and how much are bots, <laughs> uh, that takes us to Imperva.com. <laughs> Imperva.com has been doing great stuff uh, every year. They release the bad bot report. I just had an idea. <laughs> what if captures are bots' ways of proving that we're human? That's true. What if you prove you're a robot? It gives you access. I also don't understand how... A- robot couldn't figure out a captcha it's 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 code it's code <laughs> i would hope that a tesla could figure out can a tesla a tesla can't even figure out how to drive can a tesla solve a captcha it can explode because you gotta like see sidewalks <laughs> and traffic lights like every time i do one it's like which one of these is a pedestrian using the crosswalk it says i don't know the one that i just hit 20 minutes ago yeah it's a picture of somebody under a tesla so <laughs> imperva.com puts out the bad bot report every year and I have the bad bot report for 2020 right in front of me. That sounds like the exciting lead-up program to a battle bot season. <laughs> bad bots for, for the 2021 bad bot season. 
So, you might be asking, how many humans are on the internet? Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't, but you're going to tell me. 59.2% of all traffic on the internet in 2022 was human. 59%. 59%. The other... Well, that's a controlling majority. The other 40.8% was bots. Yeah, well, it would have to be. Oh, what, yeah. Was it going to be dolphins? Dogs. <laughs> 3% was dogs. No. <laughs> that's a far more interesting takeaway. <laughs> but, we were, but we're talking about robots today. So It's like that secret ending to Silent Hill 2. 40.8% uh, of internet traffic this past year wasn't human. And the human traffic decreased by 5.7%. Dude, when you say it isn't... Human traffic, when yeah. You say it, like, yeah, A, human trafficking, and B, when you say it wasn't human, it just makes me think of, mm -hmm. like, a hunter picking up a turd. <laughs> it's not human. It's not human. Um, but human-based traffic, I should say, <laughs> decreased by 5.7%. Human trafficking is down. Yeah, it is. This is why all these 4chan, 8chan kooks are all bent out of shape about human trafficking. They're just misreading the report. <laughs> They're just reading it wrong. <laughs> um, and that 40%, 40.8% is split into two sections. Good bots and bad bots. Uh, Autobots, Decepticons, whatever you want to say. Uh, the bad bots have the majority in that section. They are 25.6% of bot traffic are bad bots. And I'll get into what bad bots do and where they were doing it. Bad bots, bad and bots. What, you gonna, gonna what they going to do. What they going to do when you log into Google. Um, and good bots were 15.2%. So you might be asking, well, what are these bad bots doing and where are they doing it? So the bad bots, the top three things that they were doing on the websites where uh, telecommunication and internet service provider websites. Uh, so IT. Computing and IT is number two. Is that mostly like those little how may I help you pop up boxes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, sports. And you're thinking, well. Sports? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Well, like fans? That's the thing. So oh, is it betting? You want to look at how uh, good and bad bots differ. In simplest terms, good bots ensure that online businesses and their products can be found and run smoothly. Okay. So like Honey is a good bot. <laughs> Shout out to Honey. Shout not to not honey. a sponsored, not sponsored podcast. This is brought to you. I just go into an ad read. <laughs> Dude, that'd be the best. <laughs> After we're talking about all these specialized ad reads. Um, but like Honey is a bot that w it looks what's in your... Um, Should we go into the ad read? <laughs> honey has saved million. No. Uh, looks into your shopping cart. No, it's... Um, something that will look into your shopping cart and find you the best deals. Yep. Or like Googlebot or Bingbot is... <laughs> Bingbot is hilarious. Bing is that the name of Logan Paul's garbage coin? Bingbot? <laughs> That's Ding Dong. Um, it's not, it's Dink Doink. It is Dink Doink. Uh, anyways, uh, those are search engine crawlers. So little do you know, well, you know, but little does a lot of Rude. people know... When you Google search something... The non-gendered monolithic royal we. We discussed it earlier. <laughs> um, when you Google something, you're using a bot on the internet. Search engines do just that. It is Yeah, his website. name is Jeeves. Yeah, he <laughs> goes and he grabs up. all the websites for you and displays them. So those are good he used bots. To, sometimes his dog would put them in a pile. My dad's the only person who's going to laugh <laughs> at that joke. But <laughs> what bad bots do are far more nefarious. Uh, yeah, they get elections won and stuff. They do. So 
Uh, I have a list of bad bots uh, by the industries they inflict. Yes, please. Maybe we should make this into a tier list. Should we do an impromptu <laughs> tier list of bad bots? So, um, the automotive industry, the yes. different businesses that are included in what bad bots are doing on websites for the automotive industry are manufacturers, dealerships, and vehicle marketplaces. Well, bad bots, uh, Amazon just banned 600 Chinese manufacturers mm -hmm. uh, for review sweetening. Yes. Was, is that, that's bad bots. That is bad bots, uh, which we'll get into that in a second. Uh, what they're doing on automotive websites are uh, price scraping. So uh, just constantly refreshing, trying to get the cheapest, cheapest price. Uh, a lot of people do that with eBay and stuff like that. They have uh, price snipers, which are add-ons that you can download that just try to get you things at the cheapest price, the bad version of Honey, if you will. <laughs> um, data this, scraping. This has been such a pro Honey non-sponsored podcast. Um, data scraping. So uh, you go in, you're like, I need a part for my... 2007 Chevy Equinox and it's like cool we know what this guy what car this guy drives yeah we can find we can cross it with his name well and we so can probably find the VIN number yeah and to go back to the terms and services thing uh, what is in a lot of those terms and services is that a lot of companies that collect your data allow that data to be transferred and that doesn't seem you're like oh so they know my birthday no it means exactly what you say. Yeah. It means that if you use a grocery store card say you use a card at Whole Foods or Safeway or wherever you shop Kroger Safeway, listen to the, the West Coast. Wegmans. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you shop at Wegmans, I'm not talking to you. And if you shop at Wawa, you're probably breaking bottles behind it. So turn Win it up. Dixie. Yeah. But, you know, like if you if you grocery shop, if you go to a casino, if you have an Amazon account, obviously any of your social media, your web stuff, like I hate to break it to you guys, but if we, you know, we should do an episode where we just break down someone's, because we could hop on the, I'm, I'm not some ordinary gamer, so I'm not just going to hop on the dark web and show everybody around but we could and i bet i could probably find most of the information i needed on you mm -hmm. to create a very accurate portrait of who you are yeah based purely on information that's pretty readily available and not very difficult to find i bet i could do it with surface web information to be honest a hundred percent being uh, a private investigator must be a lot easier nowadays well there there's a good quote i forget who says it but uh the richest people in the future will be the people with the most anonymity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the people who aren't constantly posting on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or who aren't constantly online shopping because these profiles are being made on you and being sold and these bots are what's doing those profiles. Yeah, and this stuff's just being sold. It's not like it's being ethically regulated and marketed appropriate. It's just sold to whoever the fuck wants it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one step above... Uh, when FIFA got sold on the dark net last month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's only one step above that. Um, in the education industry, you got your online or, uh, learning platforms, which were huge in the past year yeah. because of... They had uh, to be. Yeah. Um, colleges, universities, high schools, and we're running into account takeovers for students and faculty. So getting classified information, money transfers for tuition, stuff like that. Um, class availability. You'll have people using bots to get make sure they get into spots in classes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's actually how Bill Gates got his start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he hacked his high school um, class roster and put him as the only guy in a class full of girls. Um, and then he did that cool trick where he jumped over his chair. About to say the thing about the chair. <laughs> I love how everyone collectively, if you don't know what we're talking about, just they do. Google. No, they do. Everyone, everybody knows. Everyone collectively everybody knows, knows that video where he's getting interviewed and he just standing jumps over a chair for no goddamn reason. It's like that. It's up there with the, the like sexy floppy disk throwing photo yeah. shoot he did. Gates, uh, man, what a kook. But 
um, scraping proprietary research papers and data too, and then releasing those. So if you have things like, I mean, if you're in college and you do research-based stuff, you know, like the big ones like JSTOR and stuff like that. Well, there are things that go out there. and when Well, you, if it was me, I wouldn't be in college. <laughs> um, they didn't let me in. That will basically streamline with you while you connect, get into your account, and then just start stealing those research papers yeah. and releasing them as public information, Yeah, which is fine. But Well, you, <laughs> what sucks about that is that you end up, that's nice, you know, for like high schoolers, but a lot of, I mean, I don't know a single college professor, well, that's, I know a couple of them. No, mm -hmm. I don't know a single one of them that doesn't run all their papers through, like, uh, they have they have programs the, specifically. Like, plagiarizing. And I would imagine that the stuff that's scraped is probably sold to those people that make that, because that's probably where their data set comes from. Yeah. They're like, give us all the paper. Because how the hell else would they know a paper was written? Yeah. You know, it's the, that sort of stuff is interesting to me, because it's like, there's this convenience to it where you can analyze it, and you. it's weird to me that we would sooner do it that way. Like, who gives a fuck if it... Talk to the person if you think they stole the paper or whatever. Yeah. I just, I don't know, call me old-fashioned, but it just seems like there's a human way to solve that. Yeah. That we could use to get around these problems. Um... I once got pulled aside when I was in high school because a teacher ran a line, like ran a paper through a plagiarism website, and a couple of sentences popped up as plagiarism. And were they quotes? No, they weren't <laughs> quotes. The funny thing is, is it was handwritten. I hand wrote this paper, like pencil and paper. So she typed it in, and she's like, "Hey, this came up as plagiarism. Did you copy?" She's like, "I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna fail you. I just want you to know." Were you just copying stuff down from articles you were reading? And I was like, uh, I made all that up. I did actually no research. <laughs> so I got in trouble for not researching rather than but I was yeah, like, I just start. And apparently, yeah, for like three or four different sentences, I wrote down almost verbatim stuff on different websites. That's beautiful. And it was just because they were such a simple and like vague sentence that it yeah. popped up on stuff pertaining to what I was talking about. Yeah, well, you know, like, the with Wikipedia that happens, yeah. you know, like, when you have, like, loose definitions. That's, it, there's only <laughs> so many ways you can define a thing. Um, let's see. So, uh, the next ones are all very similar. So, we have uh, entertainment and arts. So, like, streaming services, ticketing platforms, production companies, and venues. See, but I feel like entertainment ones are some of the most dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're the ones that keep you fat and happy. Yeah. You know, like, it's funny... Netflix feels so empty. Oh yeah, we've and everyone's watched everything. That's why <laughs> it's not because like I can hop on there and there's I will go past twenty fucking things I don't want to watch and I watch a lot of stuff. Yeah, what I can say is recently I don't know what we had to get it for, but we got uh, cable through Hulu. Mm -hmm. We sit down and watch that far more often than we do Netflix or any other streaming service it's now. It's become cyclical. You're yeah, like, it's not. Oh, fuck, I'm tired of all these streaming services. Let's well, go back to cable. Well, it's fucking non-algorithmic. Yeah. So it doesn't know what I like. It doesn't know what I've seen. It's just like, TV? You want to watch TV? And TV's so fucking simple now. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just like the Naked and Afraid channel. It's just, you know? So it's like, well, I feel like watching Naked and Afraid. There's a channel for that. So, <laughs> Hey, man, you want to watch the Shawshank Redemption channel? It's the only movie we show that we show. We cut like 30% of it out, and there's commercials every 10 minutes. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I guess I will. I mean, I did watch a lot of TNT when I was a teenager. Yeah, why are you asking? <laughs> hey, you want to watch dramas and also reruns of Monk? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> and wrestling. We, we have the characters. <laughs> but yeah, for sandwiches, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I just think, I think there's like, 
those ones honestly kind of feel like the most dangerous ones because they're the ones that are like, hey, 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 look over here. People worry about social media, but social media is just directly a reflection of what you're interested in. <laughs> and yeah, it's the it is the proving ground for misinformation because it's just information, but it's not entertainment. Yeah. You don't, you know, like I guess sometimes you're entertained sitting on Facebook or whatever. I don't know on Facebook, but like you're doing uh, whatever. I'm sure that's like somewhat entertaining, but it's no more entertaining than just having a conversation with a person. Oh yeah. Whereas you know, like watching a movie or something, you can zone out. You don't have to be social. It can be entertaining in a way that you don't have to participate in, and that feels more dangerous to me because it's like you're keeping it, you're keeping someone sedated basically. Uh, but the big things with <laughs> you that shake your is, head like yeah, he's <laughs> they're not sedated. You're exaggerating. <laughs> they're uh, sedated. Account takeovers. So yeah. of course, locking you out of your own account. Um, price scraping for like, I mean, we saw it. Price scraping and scalping with the new consoles that came Dude. out. With the concert fucking, tickets. The 3090. Yeah. With any, the 3090. With anything good. Especially this past year, you know, with every shortage of every kind. We've seen it happen, you know. And, I mean, anybody who likes anything that has drops on a regular basis. If you like shoes or any of that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Like, I, you know, I've had to get some wrestling tickets that's that can be really hard to get. You know, it depends. Like... I used to go to, there was this great show called Lucha Underground. I'm mm -hmm. in a bunch of the episodes. And the way that you had to get those tickets is you had to kind of sit on Twitter and wait for them to post because they, it was a TV show. So you couldn't buy them like a regular event. Yeah. You had to apply for them. They were free, but you had to apply for them, which means you had to be there. Some people had primitive versions of that to to make sure, like alert systems. But yeah. man, if I had a bot that I could just be like, hey, when this pops up, follow these seven clicks, do this, enter this credit card information and buy yeah. this thing for me. Yeah, 100%. That, it's fantastic, I guess, but it really negates the idea, just do pre-orders. Yeah. You know, because, like, nobody can get it. Um, financial services, so banking, insurance, investments, and crypto. Yeah. Account takeovers, carding, which is making fake cards, um, card cracking, so finding your card. Yeah. Uh, which has happened to me. Uh, I think I told the story not too long ago. I know I definitely told you off the show, but I'll tell it on the show. I'm sitting there at work, and I get a text that says, uh, your DoorDash order will be right there. <laughs> and I was like, DoorDash order? So I click the link. It has my name. It has my phone number. It uses my debit card, which I don't have hooked up to a DoorDash account. I don't even have DoorDash installed. And so I click it, and it's like, Aaron will be there with your order in 13 minutes. You know, your $200 order from Wingstop in Las Vegas. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Um... My card got compromised. I guess I have to... Also, if you're stealing someone's... That's a cool crime. That's a cool crime. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I let it, I let bucks. it get delivered. I let it get delivered. I didn't cancel the delivery. I just canceled my card and disputed it, so I got that money back. But Yeah, I mean, that's stolen Food and beverage, money. same thing. Credit card fraud, gift card fraud, account takeovers. Yeah. Um, this is the one that sports plays into a big one. Gaming and gambling. Yeah, man. I can only imagine, right? Like, I... Are there any AIs that play StarCraft? I think anyone that plays StarCraft for long enough becomes an AI. an AI. Yeah, they just <laughs> meld into the system like a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. just, they just start peeing what, into bottles. What was the thing they... Mainframe? Is that the name of the place where they lived? I think so, yeah. Yeah. A terrible show. I mean, it's a great show. Terrible animation. Um, so with online gaming, casinos, and sport betting, you have takeover account takeovers once again, but odd scraping. So you will have bots that will constantly look and see when the best odds are and compare it to sports, like live updated sports scores and place bets that are like, oh, well, if they score a touchdown in the next four minutes, 
we're going to get $720 to one. And it's like, all right, this is the only millisecond that odds are there. Yeah. Bet it. That's crazy. I would imagine there's probably a lot of people using that sort of tech to, those bots to fuck with crypto too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are a lot of uh, account creations for promotion abuse. Yeah. So you get a free account, you get free gold coins or V-Bucks or the ninja skin in Raid Shadow Legends <laughs> that I just saw is an actual thing. I know, dude. You know what I love about that, quick aside, is that while any sort of um, content creator with a conscience was like, don't play this game. It's a fucking scam. Mm -hmm. Don't play. He was like, "I not only am I going to plug it, but I want to be in it. Yeah. That's how much of a piece of shit I am. Uh, That's right, Ninja. I'll fight <laughs> you any day of the week, you dumbass. Healthcare was another big one in the past year. And that's, again, account takeover. Account takeover, you can kind of guarantee for any of these. Yeah. Um, content scraping. Um, replacing helpful bots. Ooh. So the ones that are like, how can we help you? Specifically with vaccine availability. Ooh. We were having bad bots take over helpful bots Tell and telling they people they couldn't get vaccines so other people could get them. Um, same with uh, inventory checking on medications and vaccine appointment availabilities. Wow. Uh, I know personally from multiple people's experiences, where we live, uh, they did a thing that was like, you can either wait for your turn for the vaccine or you can uh, volunteer at a vaccination site. Once you get a 40 hours, you can get your vaccine ahead of time. They would post, say like 2.30 on a Monday afternoon, their availability for the week the availability would immediately disappear. I know from Ryan, our coworker, I know from my aunt, I know from multiple people, it'd be like, they'd be on there at exactly 2.30 on a Monday, it'd pop up, it'd show a full calendar of availability, they'd go to click on one, it'd all disappear. And it's because people were scalping the availabilities, yeah, taking up all the availabilities they could, and there was a system in place that you could transfer them to other people be like, oh, well, I can't make it. Will you cover my thing? And it's like, oh yeah. So they were snatching all of them up and then selling them to other people. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Well, man, that's pirate ass shit. Mm -hmm. That's almost impressive. Yeah. Almost. Not a cool crime. No. Clever crime. Not a cool Not crime. Not a cool crime. With online retail, of course, you have your, uh, much like taking all of those uh, vaccine spots, you have denial F inventory bots. Which you're like, oh, what are Denial F inventory bots? Well, there are two popular ones. Uh, Grinch bots and sneaker bots. Grinch bots and sneaker bots, what they do is when someone drops, like you said, new sneaker comes out, you have to be online, you have to be in a queue to get it. What these Denial F inventory bots will do is the moment it will drop, it'll send out a beacon to anyone waiting in the queues saying it's automatically sold out. So you leave the queue and you let other people get ahead of you. So that's like... See, that's a cool crime. Yeah. That crime I'm fine with. Because it's shoes. Well, if you put Who it cares? in like... If you're waiting in line at like a fast food place and it's a big line, you walk in, you're like, oh, I don't want to wait in line. You just go up to people. You're like, hey, what are you getting? They're like, oh, I'm getting a cheeseburger. God, they're out of them today. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to head out? And they're like, oh, fuck. Well, I really want a cheeseburger. And they walk out of the store. And you just make your way up oh, yeah? the line that yeah. way. And you can buy whatever you want. And then you sell either the shoes or the slots to other people. Yeah, I, the, bot, the bot controlling stuff is wild. And the, like, there's, a, <clears throat> there's an idea that uh, the bots at some point could also over... We talked about it a little bit earlier, but could overtake the humans. Mm-hmm. And I, 
in 2013, Google was worried about it and they called it the inversion because they got to 50-50. And that's when they had to start doing a lot more to protect themselves from bots. Yes. But I like to think of a world where... Uh, in the most late stage of capitalism, it's just a bot buying sneakers for itself yeah. over and over, or telling itself that those sneakers aren't available so <laughs> it can buy them itself just over and over. Yeah. What, what other bots you got? Uh, well, that's all the real big bots that okay. were an issue. Uh, just talking Bad about bots 2021. Where they're from and where they're targeting. Yeah, this one's fun because you told me this, uh, and We'll, we'll take a second. <laughs> we were a little disappointed I didn't give everybody enough time on the garbage question last week. Uh, we'll give you real time on this. Okay. Real quick, who are the top three bot operators in what order? Leave it as a comment. We'll give you about 10 seconds. Yeah. So, <laughs> number one, clocking it at 40.5% of all nefarious bots is Russia. Is the United States. Oh, see, I didn't see that. <laughs> Number two. So that was 40.5%. That's a two, lot of bots. That's a lot of robots, considering how many are on the internet. Oh, 100%. Or actually, 40.5%. <laughs> um, number two, clocking in at 5.2%. That's that's a Cinco. The previous one was a big 4-0. Uh, China. 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 <laughs> The 5% of bots that were making the devices. We have eight. Yeah. Five, yeah, 5%. 5% robots, but we got a globe covered in COVID nanobots. And number three, clocking in at 4.9% of bots on the internet, the UK. Russia's not even in the top three, baby. No, Russia's number four, 3.9%. <laughs> That's crazy, though. It, it makes you wonder. That just tells me that a lot of those are follower bots, like bots, comment bots, you know, like stuff that people buy. What what are those considered? Like good, bad, bad, good? You know, the like gray area bots, like when you buy fans. Gray bots. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Danny Gonzalez has that bot that he calls his audience. Oh, Greg? Greg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like that bot, you know, it serves to make it seem like he's famous, but he's not. It's just a robot network. And I think that's you mean Drew Gooding, right? I can't tell the difference between those two guys. They're the same. Actually. I thought they were the same guy. They are. Yeah. Who's uh, the ugly one with the mullet? Oh, Cody Curtis Co. Connor. <laughs> Man, we're just trudging <laughs> everyone. In this. I don't give a shit. They're all like four and a half feet tall. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Was they, that toxic? Yeah, it was. But y'all are like four and a half fucking feet tall. And they also won't watch the. They won't. They won't. It's I won't say funny. shit about Jarvis though. No, Jarvis, Jarvis is, is a cool. sweetie. Yeah. He's actually I Scott Kramer and Jarvis Johnson got two nice shout outs on this and we made fun of everybody else. Um next we go to the top ten most attacked countries by bad bots. So we know America's pumping out the majority we of the bad 40% bots. Forty percent of the world's bad bots, baby. We'll give you another ten seconds. Write the top ten most attacked countries that you believe. Ready? That's plenty of time for you to write <laughs> ten countries. Number one, the United States. We're attacking yeah, we're ourselves with bad bots, baby. <laughs> Number two. Do unto others. China. China. Number three, the United Kingdom. Number four. Why is the why is it the same top three? We're just attacking ourselves. Yeah. I think we're attacking ourselves without even realizing it. Number four, Brazil. Interesting. Big sneakerhead population. Bolsonaro, though. Yeah. Yeah, like you want to talk about COVID misinformation. There's a tremendous amount of COVID misinformation there. Number five, Japan. Okay. Number six. 
which I just want to say how much I respect uh, the imperva.com for saying this because this is the top 10 countries most attacked by bad bots. Number six is Hong Kong. Uh, well, yeah, re- huge respect to them yeah. for acknowledging that Hong Kong has its own sovereignty. Uh, I love that because they do, damn it. Uh, yeah, fucking, that doesn't surprise me that much, though. Like, especially having lived there, because you got to realize that, like, Hong Kong, it's like the, Shenzhen is its neighboring city. Mm-hmm. Shenzhen's in the mainland. It's right across the border in the mainland. Yes, the border to the mainland, because uh, it's a different country. And uh, that's where, like, 90% of the stuff that's made in China is made. Yeah. That's where in China it's made. So it comes out of Hong Kong. So Hong Kong's more like the manufacturing bosses and the marketing and a lot of the social media and stuff. So that actually doesn't surprise me as much. I, if, I'm surprised Singapore isn't on the list as well. That's the thing that gets me, because it's not in the top ten, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. And that really surprised me, because I would have assumed anything that Hong Kong does, Singapore, especially tech or... Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, they have their little snitch robots. Yeah. Were, I mean, Singapore's real. Like, it's... I was <laughs> Singapore's real. Just so we get that out of the way. Well, I say it's that a real <laughs> to anybody who's ever been there, it doesn't feel like one. Yeah. It feels like you never leave the airport. Hong Kong looks like Los Angeles does in Blade Runner, because that's what it's based on. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Macau, which is in between the two, kind of looks like that, but it's a lot uh, shinier because it's all casinos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's still ruins and colonial buildings. But Singapore is not. It's incredibly modern. It's incredibly clean. You know it's a crime to litter, uh, which I appreciate. Even spitting out your gum. It's a, you can't chew gum. You're not allowed to chew gum because they know what you're going to do with it. You're going to spit it. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Because they're right. You're not going to swallow it. Pro- yeah. yeah, prove them wrong. Swallow your I gum. I swallowed my gum all the time. Uh, my stomach's you're... mainly gum. <laughs> that's why you're uh, like this. Yeah, that's why I haven't pooped in like four decades. Uh, number <laughs> when I seven. Did, it was a bubble. <laughs> it just went right back up. Um, number seven, Kenya. Oh, interesting. Number eight, Russia. Yeah. Number nine, the Philippines. And number 10, Canada. Canada, I would imagine more this year, too. You know, yeah. election misinformation. There's a big... Justin Trudeau blackface. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a big industry for that because it's, it's an easy thing to go after. Well, you know, and it's interesting to see how long this will last. Cause, so say we agree that these bots... Obviously, these bots all exist. We know what kind are out there now. If they do, if they are taking over the internet, will it be like the Matrix? Will they become Doctor Octopus-looking cyber slugs? Doctor Octagonopus. <laughs> Doctor Octagon. Uh, I screwed that up. <laughs> Doctor OBGYN <laughs> coming in, and you know, uh, I I wonder if they're not just going to die. So I talked about it a little bit earlier, but we talked about link rot. There is no universal coding to the internet. There's Unicode, which is what like the letters and symbols are based on, mm-hmm. but it is far too primitive. I mean, it supports all the languages because they all use that same Unicode. But beyond that, we don't really have like a specific way of doing things. Yeah. And that's causing a lot of problems because while, you know, we used to keep things on papyrus or on stone. We could keep them in vaults. We can keep them on film. We can keep documents in a lot of really interesting places. But now we choose to keep them uh, in the aether. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of them don't even exist on hard physical disks anymore. They exist on the cloud. And I know that's a server, so it still exists somewhere. But without getting too far into it, that hard drive is set up differently. It does. Yeah. It's not nearly as permanent as a stone tablet is. Uh, and it makes me wonder if... Some of these bots won't die off. I know you're talking about some of those Twitter bots. 
and they're still around and they will continue to be but i wonder if we won't see sort of like uh zombie bots that only kind of function mm -hmm. because half their coding requests don't work anymore be interesting to see how standardization keeps up with that will bots increasingly grow to overtake humans on the internet and make dead internet theory an actual thing um imperva actually talks about this and how it could be a thing okay and the creation of bots um they're like hey if you don't want more bots being created think about these things when you're doing things online and that is um, marketing campaigns so marketing ca campaigns bring more bots if you do a limited quantity high demand product you're gonna create more bots because people are gonna try to scalp those things like yep. we talked about um, you're going to get a high ratio of sophisticated bots trying to scoop up the products and deny your customers access. Another one is any new functionality you add to your website is going to create more bots because new functionalities are highly exploitable by bots because you say like... Well, yeah, because it's new. It's new, so people will try to break it. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just kind of how things work. Yeah. Look at any video game ever. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Look at this cool video game. We spent years on it. Cool. Um, I actually jumped three times when backed into a corner and switched my guns, and uh, my TV actually exploded. So your game fucking sucks. Well, it's like speedrunning, uh, <laughs> the speedrunning community. I love watching those IGN, yeah. uh, the, when the developers watch somebody speedrun. Because <laughs> sometimes they're just like, I spent eight years on the thing he just ran past. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like it's the just ones like such a meditation on the futility of their I like lives. The ones where it's like, I why is this character blinking colors? I don't even know what would have caused that. Like where they break it in such a point, they're like, I don't know how he managed to get that to happen. That shouldn't happen, no matter how broken. His it character's is. green now. We didn't even code that in the game. Gotta. <laughs> he just jumped through a painting, and the character looked at the screen and said, "We're in this together, buddy." <laughs> The actor didn't even record that voice line. I don't know what's going on. I think he, I think he glitched it so hard the main character gained sentience. It was like uh, catastrophe crow, and then I think he killed himself because of his kid or something. I don't know. It was, it was dark. Um, yeah, go watch that episode. It's weird. It's dark, and we talk about video games, and it's one of our earliest episodes. It is. We both look so young. We do. Yeah. That was like what 17, 18 years ago. You still have your top knot. I do. Um, block or CAPTCHA outdated users. Yeah, but as we decide, I think CAPTCHAs were created by the robots. I do too. Yeah, I don't think that'll work. Um, block all access points, um, not just to your website, but all exposed APIs and mobile apps. That way, just no new people can come in, but that, of course, is going to kill your website. The Drake in 20-whatever stance, no new friends. <laughs> uh, investigate traffic spikes. If you're seeing... Uh, that things are going great for your business, but you can also find a clear, specific spot for the spike. Look into it. That's it such might a be bots. That's such a like boomer way for to explain what everybody knows, which is if you have you know ten thousand followers and six likes on your photo, those are bots. Yeah, yeah. We can um, suss this shit out, man. Pay close attention to public data breaches. Yep. When those go, a lot of bots come scoop up that information. To resell those feel it. like they're getting exhausting for people too. Like mm -hmm. they just don't really give a shit that their data has been leaked. They're like, yeah, who cares? It's like, well, you know, sooner or later, this is going to be a big problem. And also, do you have not empathy for the people that this does fuck over? Yeah. You know, to me, it feels like, uh, you know, I think people who don't have anything to hide, so to speak, in their data. 
will be like, oh, well, who cares if there was a data breach? They're not going to find my nudes. That's not what they're fucking after. They will find your social security number, yep. you fucking idiot. Yeah, like they will, they'll have significantly, you're, they won't, you're right, because they don't give a shit about them. That's not what they're after. Oh, they're not going to find the pictures of my mediocre penis. And it's like, yeah, but the next time you apply for a bank loan, it's going to come back that you're actually dead. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. You should probably pay more attention to that data breach. Yeah. Because some dude who was up to nefarious activities stole your driver's license number, your social security, some dude, and some, then crashed some a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, man, this was obviously Caleb in this plane. And I'm like, fuck, now I can't get a house? I'm dead, guys. I had no idea. Yeah. I'd be pissed if I my death was faked and I'm not the one that faked it. <laughs> do you know how upset I'd be? <laughs> And I have them control over it. I've wanted to do that my whole life, and then you took it from me. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the the my trailing thoughts, my final thoughts on all of this is that uh, I think that it's worth note. We didn't bring this up, but this is just maybe for a, a sequel episode. It is worth pointing out that Moot, the original creator of 4chan, left right around 2016 to work for Big Daddy Google. Yes. So, doing what? Nobody really knows, No actually. one knows. It 100% <laughs> kind of seems like if you've ever watched Silicon Valley, the Rooftop Boys. Yep. The, the uh, Big Head, Big Oh, man. It really does feel like that's who Mood is, isn't it? Because they were like, he was causing too much fucking trouble. Just pay him to stand over there. Because it said uh, he bounced around multiple groups within the company for years and then was let go in 2020. And so it's like... Dude, you just wandered around the office and got a paycheck, didn't you? He definitely did, 100%. But good. I don't know. Maybe it isn't because I feel like him stepping away is what leads to the run and Jim Watkins is of the world. You know, like yeah. the real, true... It's like the fan... 4chan has a, like a chaotic element, but it's it naturally occurs. Yeah. Uh, to prod that fire is how we wound up with Ukrainian Christmas. It's how you end up with a lot of these more dangerous conspiracy conspiracy theories, you know? And I think with this one, it's less a conspiracy theory and more a worthwhile observation to make. Mm-hmm. I think despite the fact that it came from an alt-right turd on 4chan, it's definitely worth observing the fact that they're not wrong. Um, the bots are going to become a problem. They already oh, yeah. are a problem. You know, one of the things that my dad brought up to me early on, my dad was in radio forever, and, you know, he's always been sort of adverse to... Uh, digital anything, not because he's a Luddite, but because he understands the need for social interaction. And like small town radio isn't about playing Britney Spears songs or whatever. It's about letting you know if there's a forest fire or Mm -hmm. if there's a flood or if there's a blood drive or whatever. It's It's a local microphone for anything that might be going on. And when you get rid of that for the sake of, uh, uh, algorithms that cater specifically to people when you try to get away from things that serve everyone yeah. you no longer serve everyone and then you have to make sure that in all these little different tribes that you're serving everybody it's worthwhile uh will you read that quote from the something awful guy about being in a simulation what he had to say about this whole situation uh, let me and see. the likelihood that he lived on the dead internet uh <laughs> Well, there are a couple of really fun ones. Uh, I'm absolutely the type of loser who would get swindled into living among bots and never realize it. That's to what which I was someone replied of. with, seems like something a bot would post. <laughs> uh, and another one of my favorites was, if I was AI, I probably would have fucking learned something by now. 
<laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what the inter- what the internet holds, what the future holds. Um, I do think that we're looking at uh, a, we have a we have a definite need for some regulation on these bots. Um, and stay tuned when next week we have 14 million followers because. We definitely didn't just build a bot army. We didn't buy bots. That's all that this week has taught us. Yeah. Is that we and should we just, just buy, buy bots. bots. Or build them. I could just yeah. make them. We really should just build a bunch of bots. We're coming for you, Greg. <laughs> and we're bringing Tony. Uh, last but not least, Riddle of the Week. Ooh, Riddle of the Week time, baby. Last week's riddle, I am not alive, but I grow. I don't have lungs, but I need air. I don't have a mouth, but water kills me. What am I? We're fire, baby. <laughs> we're fire. This week... What runs along the whole yard, but doesn't move an inch? I love it. Oh, uh, one closing thought. I'm sorry. I forgot about this until after the riddle. (laughs) Uh, Illuminati Pirate posted that he was an alt-right chud whose life changed right around 2016. Do you guys think that it's an internet conspiracy? (laughs) Or do you think that all of his friends and family just don't talk to him at Thanksgiving anymore? He said, I kept in contact with multiple people over many sites. Once 2016 hit... Many of them just vanished without a trace, and I couldn't get a hold of them. Is it because you became a MAGA head? <laughs> Something to consider? Maybe your friends think you're a dumb piece of shit now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, ASMR insult white supremacist hour. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Enjoy federal. anyway thank you guys so much hopefully you enjoyed this episode this is a fun one and by all means please leave us comments uh obviously an answer to the riddle as well uh but leave us comments on what you think because this is an ongoing issue this is definitely not something we're gonna be done talking about this feels like we're talking about it at the beginning to be perfectly honest so we'll probably see you for episode two three four on this yeah (laughs) till then we're gonna unplug and go fuck ourselves you guys have a great night Oh, hell no. Nah. What's up, dog? Nikki! <laughs> what? I'm a computer. Stop all the downloading. Help, computer. I don't know much about computers other than other than the one we got in my house. My mom put a couple games on there and I played. G.I. Joe!